anyway, I had to go to county lockup 30 days and I got out and my friends, like any good military friend should do, um, said, you want to like pay rent or get food? No, let's throw a party and invite whores and, and have a gangbang. Hey, welcome back to Four for the Road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock, and we are back for our 50th part two episode with the rest of our staff. Uh, we got No Shame, we got Mac hey. Black, we got Tragic Drifter with us. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Good. It's a little cold. Y'all look hungover as fuck. <laughs> I was afraid to answer. I didn't want to step over anybody else's audio with this awesome recording <laughs> we're using. Oh, bro, we fucking, we talk about it once and you're going to be all fucking petty about it? Is that, okay. And who whose fault is that, Tragic? Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody who didn't listen to me a year ago. So, hey, Dave, what, what do we got going on today, man? Well, Before I start getting in trouble talking shit the tragic. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you would have just upgraded the audio the first time he told you to, we wouldn't be in this predicament. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we got the uh, we got the B squad here today. I guess right. Oh, <laughs> the fucking B team. Oh, <laughs> B squad. Damn. Yeah. Twelve o'clock on twelve o'clock on a Sunday, we're busting out the B class strippers. So. But no, same format as what we did on A, for those that listened to A already, is just going around the room, asking everybody kind of their thoughts on, on the page, um, what they're looking forward to, what they've liked so far, shit they've noticed, changes, stuff like that. Um, so I usually what we did on the last one was just pick somebody and kick it off. Um, if we look at this grid screen we got going on, uh, let's go with Drifter first. Kind of what are your thoughts on where the pages come from, going, Ben, all that good stuff? Well, I guess uh, you would have to contrast it to the old page and other pages out there. So how it contrasts against the old page is uh, this one's a whole lot more interactive. I mean, we we talk a lot more, uh, really come together on a lot of different issues. We bust each other's chops quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, I like how everything is accessible to the readers. You know, if they got a question... You know, we're all right there. They all know who we are, where we come from, what we do. And as far as contrasting it against other pages, um, other pages seem to be one or two guys. Usually just one guy that has a big ego, and, and that's it. You get that one point of view, and a lot of times that point of view is kind of fucked up. So <laughs> a good thing with us, we have 10 different points of view, and we kind of keep ourselves in line. I like that a lot. Uh, so... Yeah, that's where we were, and that's where we are, and hopefully that's where we keep going. What about a, a new book coming up? Shit, no, that's too much work. <laughs> everybody want everybody on the page uh, wants a new book. All 150 of them. Ooh, that's that's almost 150 dollars I can make. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you were working, you were working on something, right? Uh, is it like a, a military crossover motorcycle dispatch rider type thing, right? Yeah, and that's competing with another one about a uh, a guy who picks up a young lady in a parking lot. And I know I've seen, I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie. <laughs> You've starred in that movie, man. And then the plumber came over to fix her sink. No, that's not it. Uh, come to find out she's running from some really bad dudes. Um, and the club kind of takes her in and, and, and helps her out. So that's. Those two are competing in my mind, so of course nothing gets done. And what about the? Uh, I mean, I guess it's only not even February yet. But what about the trip? Oh, that's I'm so looking forward to that. I've uh, 
kind of got it worked out, and I need to talk to you guys what I think the the recording should look like, the film part of it. Um, and and as you probably kind of guessed, I'm I'm kind of leaving up the route to you guys. I'll just follow along. Well, uh, we get we get stuck in Oklahoma with Mac for like oh, two days to, to, for that for the hangover. We're not <laughs> we're not leaving. We're not leaving OKC, man. I I know that already. I think I think from like visiting people in Kansas City to seeing Mac in Oklahoma, I think it takes a week. I think that's a week of the trip. It's only like two hundred some miles, but I'm pretty sure it takes us seven days. So so tragic. We're gonna need you to meet us in OKC. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're not God. making it out to the West Coast. Hey, um, you know, if we can talk about it too, we'll switch over to Mac here. And if we need to edit it out, we can. But I know Mac was telling us something in the uh, in the chat. Um, trying to get lined up too to maybe get uh, Tank on a Tank one percenter on a, on another episode, and maybe get him involved. Uh, and you know, come out to see him on the ride and stuff like that. Uh, you know, obviously we've kind of promoted help trying to help him uh, heal up with some of the GoFundMe stuff and whatnot. How's uh, how's all that going? Uh, I spent some good time with him yesterday, and he is more than willing and ready to do another podcast and he's planning on making the journey to wherever we're going to be to meet the guys on a trip he's all about it and did you take him some of your special medicine? Huh? did you take him some of your special brew uh yeah no nah. <laughs> i need him to fully recuperate <laughs> so as long as we got you uh, you know, since you've come on and stuff like that, obviously, you know, we all kind of knew you before from the other page and stuff like that. Um, and then we're able to get you to come here full time. You know, what are some of the stuff that you like being here and got going on and looking forward to all that kind of stuff? Uh, really just, just being a new guy, I'm, I'm impressed with the professionalism that everybody on this page has coming from all the different walks that we're from. It's, I mean, it's the inbox is crazy, you know, and I think we all the talk that we have amongst ourselves before. Well, sometimes before certain people will get to somebody in the inbox, but <laughs> it's just like we 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 talk things through amongst ourselves and we have different views. But I think it all comes together that the readers can see that, you know, they can see that, hey, we respect each other's difference of view somewhat, but. I think it's just a better transparent page. We're not charging people to listen to us either. Well, that's, yeah, that's a plus. <laughs> that's true. We're not charging a uh, Patreon for our virtual churches or whatever the fuck <laughs> shit that is. But we will be giving out sexual advice later. <laughs> I couldn't believe that when I saw that. What was it? One was like, you know, how to ask about a threesome the other one was like how to get over herpes i was like jesus bro that's 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 a different story what about uh so i guess because we never do live videos or, or videos or shit like that uh people can't tell but right now no shame looks professional as fuck yeah so, man so what do you got for us well other than finding all my old dj equipment in my son's toy box the other day <laughs> Yeah, man, if um, you know, just as far as like like Jim said, kind of comparing it to the old versus the new. I mean, we got it's two different worlds, really. I mean, we're coming from a place that had a lot of following, you know, a, a huge reach. But when you look at the interaction statistics, like he was saying, like they haven't really gone down too much. So you know, our audience is smaller. It's taken us a little longer to grow the page, but 
it's more organic. It feels, uh, it feels natural. You know, it's, you know, uh, I think Chop was saying on the, uh, the chat the other day, he listens to the podcast and sometimes he catches himself wanting to respond. And that's how I feel, you know, pretty much every time I listen, it's like, uh, it's just like having a conversation with your boys, you know, sitting around a campfire. And I think that's what we were all kind of going for just an authentic view from people who are really living the life and it's coming across great and i love it what about uh tragic yeah i mean basically with uh, what you guys have already said um i think the the, the best part for me is that um it, it is more natural and there's no like an agenda like you know we when we say something it's not it's because that's how you think about it you know that's how you feel about it and we don't always necessarily agree on it um but it's usually all kind of coming from the same, you know, headspace of, you know, in general, we agree about, you know, like the basics. Sometimes it's just not, you know, about how to get to there. Um, and it's cool that it's not like an echo chamber, you know, like some of the other pages, I'm not throwing shade at them. But, you know, because you said it's like one or two guys running a page, it just becomes this echo chamber. And there's no there's no counterbalance to it. Just kind of hold you accountable. Kind of the same way, you know, a club holds you accountable for your actions. You know, we watch how I, at least I watch how I say something or how I rephrase something because I'm like, you know, it, the, the integrity of the page, uh, matters more than like maybe my, my opinion about the way I'm going to say something to some guys or something or give advice a certain way. And, you know, uh, I, I just think it's cool. It's kind of like the, not like a UN of, of bikers, but you know, it kind of, it, it, you know, anybody from any walk can listen to it and catch something from it. Yeah. I like that. I like how you said, like, you know, like the, the UN of bikers or whatever, because I think sometimes, you know, people throw shade on, on social media, but it's not fucking going anywhere. It's here to stay. Um, and it's a platform that pretty much anybody can do anything they want on. And so you can either just kind of let it dictate how it influences certain aspects, or you can kind of take charge. And I think, you know, that's what, you know, a lot of pages have done. And what we've tried to do is like, look, this tool is going to be here. It's not going away. People are going to use it for negative ass shit, but, but we can, can also control um, a narrative on our end. And I think the 10 of us um, plus the readers and stuff like that, that contribute do a great job of that. Um, where does it go? I mean, anybody can answer this, but like, so where does it evolve or where does it go from, uh, from here? I mean, we know social media is here to stay. What's like the next iteration or evolution of it? Jesus. I got it. Like <laughs> I got this vision that comes into my head every time I try to watch some like biker thing on fucking history channel or a- anything that has to do with MC culture. And they start, you know, their little interview and it goes down the same fucking tired, wrong narrative the entire time. And every time I watch this, I usually stop whatever documentary I'm watching like 10 minutes into it and just I can't do it. And I just go through this whole fucking monologue in my head of, and like I'm getting all the fucking like director's cut screenshots of fucking... Uh, a fucking drifter and Andar just sitting there like, you know, narrating this fucking film that's like real life documentary of the history of fucking clubs i think something like that would just be the fucking tits dude just to have the real life no bullshit like here's the culture here's how it started and doing it from the perspective of people that aren't sitting out here trying to sell tickets to a fucking horror show we're actually trying to give the real life version of how things went down 
Oh, you can you can take any one of those documentaries from the History Channel or A&E or wherever they come from, and you can take the club's name out of one document and documentary and put in the another club's name, and it's the same fucking thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think as far as where it would it could go is if you could just imagine everybody being on stage or on some sort some type of platform. And doing a live show, taking live questions, right there under, right there. So it's you're under the gun right then when the questions come. But to have all of us there at the same time, I think that would just blow everybody's mind. Yeah, and I think a couple of people hit on too is like the different melting pot of clubs that come together and stuff like that. I mean, we covered it in the last episode. We literally cover the four corners of, you know, the States of, of the map of the United States um, with people that we have. So, you know, it's, it's a great place to kind of come and connect and, and be with like-minded people or to hear different opinions or, you know, within, within a certain scope, nobody's out here giving away super secret trade secrets or something like that. But if you need information, like, Hey, I'm just wondering, you know, like who's a good contact in this area or, you know, like Jim's done before, like posting bike stuff on the page and things like that. Like there's just multi kind of avenues or or facets that it can be used for. And I think that's, that's beneficial. Can can I just point out that Mac showed no mercy to that beer he just had? Holy crap. That was like two gulps gone. He's, He's prepping for our trip. <laughs> <laughs> you got to season the liver up first. Yeah. Dude, what about, uh, what, about, what about you, Ken? You've been editing 50 episodes of this shit. How do you feel? Uh, I'm, I'm still having fun, man. Um, the I, I really enjoyed the, the reach and the interaction that we get. You know, I know I said uh, on, on the first part that my favorite part is uh, – interacting with the staff here and learning from the staff. Uh, and that's, that's half true. Um, cause I, I really enjoy interacting with the readers and the listeners. Um, just kind of getting their points of view on things. Like I, I learned a lot from them too, you know, cause I don't want to say that cliche, like, you know, Oh, you're always a prospect. Cause I feel like a lot of dudes overuse that. They, they misuse that, but I'm always yeah. learning something, you know, and Especially and, like the shit that we have to edit out, like, <laughs> like that shit's pretty cool. And it's mostly me going off on some fucking tangent or rant or fucking shotgun blasting somebody. So, <laughs> uh. I like, the, like you said, the the connections. I mean, just people that I thought that I would never have a connection with, um, you know, and able to kind of come here and have that connection has just been cool as shit uh, for me personally, for somebody that like, I don't know, like everybody has their favorite teams, obviously for, for those of us or for those of the on staff or in come to the page that are in clubs and stuff like that. That's obviously their favorite team. Um, you know, but still like being able to see other people, how those clubs interact, learning some history about those clubs. Again, you know, for, for the naysayers, nobody's out there giving you a, a, a dossier, on all the greatest dirt that their club's ever done. It's not, it's not that kind of shit. It's, you know, meeting good ass people that you would love to have a beer with or hearing a really cool story about their founder or this great bike race that they did or something like that. That for me, um, as a guy that just likes to meet a bunch of different people and stuff like that and has an interest in it, that's been cool as shit um, on this page. Yeah. I think the, the cool thing for me is that, like you said, not only is it the connection, but it's, it's learning how different things work. Um, in different areas, and it, it 
you know, providing guys who are trying to figure it out also, like, you know, a, a resource to try to reach out. Because sometimes it can be hard, you know, if you don't know someone from, you know, this section of the country and you're going to be traveling through it, you know, it's kind of a, a good resource. We've had guys reach out before. Um, hey, I'm traveling through this area. I'd like to reach out to local guys or whatever. And I think it's kind of cool, like, finding out, you know, how each different spot does it. Well, we had guys in England do that. We had a guy in England looking for a specific club that he was very interested in, and we were able to connect the two. It was very he cool. Started, uh, he started prospecting or something, didn't he? Yeah, I got to check on and see how he's getting on there, see if he's still there. I hope he is. Yeah. yeah. that's. I mean, that's what other, hey, what other show out there can say they got somebody into the hangaround phase, huh? You're welcome. <laughs> Inter- internationally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he did the rest of the work by himself, obviously. But you know, get you to hang around a little bit. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's he's already a prospect. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah. was that recent, or is he into his journey? Is he kind of a ways into his journey already? He should be a little ways into it, but it's it's for a, a big league club over yeah. there, so it'll yeah. take a while. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he should That's be cool though. You know. You know, unless it was a terrible mistake, then it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope to fix it. Checking in 18 months, he's lost his house and his family. And, I mean, thanks for for the road, you fucks. <laughs> I that we can get somebody to do that internationally. We can't yeah. get Punk Rock to do it here locally. Oh, 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 there it is. I was waiting on it, man. <laughs> I was like, I wow, we're we, we 15 minutes into this shit. Mac ain't. Matt can't drop no bombs on me yet. Boom, I right think, there. Got it. Isn't that isn't that pretty much what he uses the page for to kind of scope out which club he's going to prospect for? Oh. <laughs> well, that's okay. Mac uses the page to find chicks in the local area. So we're good. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's so untrue. I'm hurt. <laughs> I pulled up to the bar. Hey, ladies. I, uh, yeah. From the road, you know that, right? <laughs> Check out my new T-shirt. Ooh. <laughs> that is shit when we put those T-shirts out. He's like, man, now I got proof. <laughs> uh, <laughs> something else we were talking about on the last episode too is like how we have different positions that can kind of give advice. Um, you know, like I said, we have international uh, or national officers. Um, we have people that are involved um, on the board for like motorcycle profiling or or council clubs, you know, we have people that are in historic clubs. Um, we've got presidents or former presidents, stuff like that. We have people that have opened up um, new chapters and in, in, in areas and stuff like that. So we have we have people in support clubs. We literally cover kind of a, the the gauntlet of literally everything that that you could maybe want to have a question about or experience or hear another story about in the MC world. We have it of guys that have stepped up from another club uh, you know like i said officers and all that kind of stuff uh it's all right here um and if it's not it's probably in the inbox or in the comment section from that person that that covers maybe something we haven't experienced yet so i think that's cool about this page yeah that's been like the biggest benefit for me personally you know and i feel like i've gotten more from writing for this page than i've ever been able to translate and give and part of that is you know some of the discretion that we use and some of us are from places where we would normally not ever sit down and have a beer with each other you know but through this group we can all kind of come together and share ideas and share thoughts and the experience and and just the ways that things get done in different parts of the country 
it's helped me tremendously. You know, um, my club has grown a lot in the last five, 10 years and that expansion and just having a, an outlet to reach out and find out, Hey, how are things done on the other side of the country? Cause now I have brothers that I have to interact with that are from those areas where things are done completely differently. So just having that, uh, that means to like reach out and find out different information. I mean, as things change and progress in my nation, it's been able to, it's uh it's been a tool that I've been able to use to ease that transition within my own chapter. And you know, it's invaluable. I think, you know, a question a question for you, something you kinda that you kinda touched on was being able to to have that connection to other areas. You know, like back in the day, however long ago that might have been, you know, there was certainly more of a focus on, you know, my specific club and that's all that matters in this universe. And I'm not saying that there's hundred percent things wrong with that or that some guys don't still have that mentality, but I think it's changing. Um, people realize that, you know, more stuff is, is, is coming up or, or, you know, things are changing. Uh, communication is easier. The amount of clubs is, is for better or worse is, is changing and getting bigger. Um, you know, is there a benefit to having that, that communication now with other clubs or, or the fact that you can do it through a platform like this versus kind of just being insular into your own little, your own little world is all that matters. I can say with the group that we have. I'm here, sorry, Jim, that was, that was a shame. Can you, can you let him? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I totally hate you. So with the 10 guys that we have here, it's one or two phone calls, and we can get in contact with any club in the United States, guaranteed. No, it, Jim's absolutely right, and I've definitely used that that tool. Um you know, to, in, in a lot of cases, to, to stop something from escalating further. You know, I hear about a brother in a different state who's having an issue with one of the local clubs. It's too easy for me to, to reach out to one of the 10 guys on the page and be like, hey, can you guys put me in touch with somebody over there? Maybe we can fucking talk these differences out, figure out a common ground. And that's happened on more than one occasion. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, it's not unique to this page, but... Uh, you know, it's unique to to this dynamic, and it's something that should really be spread around. I think we've talked about it a lot in the in the group chat of you know if there were more groups like this of just people from different areas of the country put together, how many issues that we could just solve before they become blown way out of proportion? Yeah, sure. Yeah, except absolutely. for those assholes, always looking to cause problems. You're never going to get rid of those. No, you're never going to get rid of those. But I feel like I think it was a, either tragic or, or no shame hit on it that those seem to be the one that people want to highlight because it brings in – it sells tickets, I think somebody said. you know, Somebody wants to highlight the assholes because they sell really good stories. They make great books. They make great documentaries. We're talking about how two dudes went on a great road trip, had a good time, met some bros, and, and had some beers – it doesn't sell as well. It's not as sexy. And it, it, you know, there's a narrow audience for that. And I get that, but you know, it's for, for outsiders to judge based on national geographic. Um, I think this is a great way to counter that. You know, what's kind of like, uh, it's just popped into my head. So don't judge me on this ill formulated <laughs> idea, but, uh, part, I'm, I'm just thinking about the way that I view other clubs in my normal everyday life. And in, in reality, it's like, I don't dislike you. I don't, like, emulate you. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, it's, I care about my club. 
and I don't care about hanging out with other people. I don't care about pleasing other people, displeasing other people. I care about doing what I do and, you know, fuck it. But a lot of times that makes me closed off to hearing other people's points of view. So would you imagine if somebody like, uh, you know, you talked about it in the other show, so I'll bring it up again, but like somebody like Miklo who has an obvious like delusion about what the world is, but sometimes has like decent points to where they're just like slightly misguided. You know, imagine if he was involved in something like this with legitimate motorcycle riders, legitimate fucking club guys that could give him more of like a soft education on different points of view. Like, would that guy still be sitting out there preaching the nonsense that he is and having, like, uneducated people listening to him if he, if he was surrounded by nine people with different backgrounds like we all are? Like, there's ideas that I have and, and ways that I think of doing things that have changed in the last couple years that I've been doing the whole, like, social media articles, protocol, education stuff and been around you guys to think that uh everybody in the world couldn't benefit from something like that that's it would it'd be amazing to see the education if everybody had like one or two contacts just from somewhere else that could educate them on a, a specific aspect of the life no yeah. yeah i think for me also the the big benefit has been um i, I honestly i think being on the page has, has made me a better brother um, to my club because I think more about it. I think more about the actions, you know, cause I use a lot of experience to, to write what we're going to write. And so in order for me to write what I'm going to write, I really kind of have to dissect how I feel about things, um, and how I'm going to interact or handle something. Um, and really just kind of get down to like the core mm-hmm. points of things, um, and figure out what's important and what's not important. And sometimes I'll write something and I'll be like, fuck, these guys didn't understand what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, but then other times I'll write something and it seems to resonate really well with the listeners. And uh, especially like when you write about stuff like for guys who are starting out into the life, um, guys who are either starting prospecting or hanging around or or you know, new to being a full patch, you know, kind of giving them it, it's, it's a nice feeling to know that like maybe that's helping them kind of focus on those things, too, and evaluate how they're responding, you know, and hoping that that's rubbing off on them. Um you know, I, I, that's that's been like the biggest reward as far as for me on the page. For like, you know, when we talk about controlling um, the narrative. You know, obviously, if you spent any time on the internet, uh, Tragic's Club takes probably the brunt beating of of undeserved negative press um, over people trying to sell tabloids and stuff like that. That's no secret. Um, you know, have you noticed any kind of like positive feedback? <laughs> like that from somebody you know saying hey you know it's nice to have a voice out there that's letting people know that what you read what you see on tv isn't always what's you know happening in real life have you had any of that um you know there's been brothers that have spoken with and and they appreciate that we that i'm putting a you know uh a positive light on it there's been hangarounds and and just you know readers who have been like hey man that's cool that you're trying to put out that it's not just this this monstrous organization out there you know just raping and pillaging fucking towns you know like the way that the the media makes it you know sound like it um but in general you know no i I think a lot of people just kind of i I think especially for me and and because of my club um people will see that and i think it just makes them kind of go hmm 
I'm sure it's changed more opinions, uh, but a lot of people aren't going to come out and say, oh, man, I used to think you guys were total dicks. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I, one, they're not going to say that to me. <laughs> and two, um, you know, people, I think it, I, I think it just helps change the perspective. Um, that or it's going to be people who, you know, they have how they feel and how they think, and it's not going to change it no matter what, you know. Um, but, you know, you can't. You can lead people to water. You can't make them drink. What about you, Jim? Like coming from where you come from in the historical side of things, uh, obviously your club needs no introduction for from the history side of things. Um, you know, have you had people that some of the history that you shared, some of the racing stuff, some of the kind of, you know, uh, early pre 1940s? I think everybody's kind of tuned into, you know, 1947 and, and after. Uh, but I think you do a really great job of bringing them the stuff that happened in, before World War II. Have you had any kind of like feedback from people on that, how they appreciated what they learned, stuff like that? A little bit. Uh, you know, you write the, you put, you know, just as well as I do, you, you put so much into an article, all this research, and you, you, you know, you agonize over just how to word it, and you put it out there, and then, you know, five, six people go, hey, great job, and that's it. And then you, you know, put up a picture of bashing another club, and, and it goes viral. So sometimes it's a little disheartening, you know, people say they like history, but they don't want to read the articles kind of thing. But I think it works out. It's, it's yeah. good. Maybe we should just read, uh, write it and then read it on a podcast instead. Like they need us to, we need to be an audio book or something. <laughs> yeah, do some I books on that. tape. I, <laughs> I get, easy readers. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's one, that's one of the reasons that I think a, like a, a documentary would be so powerful. You know, they, even me, like uh, a professor posted that article today they was asking if we you know we cared if you shared it on the page and i uh, i wasn't kidding when i only read two paragraphs and then kind of scrolled down i was like this is long as fuck i ain't reading this shit i got a podcast to record 30 minutes what the fuck uh but yeah you know if uh you know it's one of those things where it's like you know you, you throw a little bait out there you know get get somebody hooked on uh on something like oh fuck well maybe i will read some of these longer diatribes and and really dig deep into, into what this history is. You get people interested, and then they have an appetite for it. Yeah, I think I think you're you're spot on too. Because I even I do the same thing. I get mad. I'm like, why did somebody read this shit? And then I like I'll see a long one. I'm like, oh, never mind. I'll come back. To, I'll come back to that later when I'm taking a dump or something. And I'm sure people are doing the, the same shit to me because I know like I'll write like, hey, this is you know this is where I found you know this stuff to back up this claim. And I know that this happened in 1947, but this didn't happen until 1961. And then the next day I'll come back and that same person was like, yeah, so anyway, in 1947, like, God damn it, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> but there's nothing more satisfying than watching you fucking flex history muscles on dudes in the comments. And I'm so <laughs> mad. I probably wouldn't have that shit either. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's a great, that's a great answer. I'm sure it's good. And I'll come back to it later. <laughs> uh, bro, if you write a thousand word article, yeah. I'm not gonna, but if you write a thousand word response to somebody oh. that says something stupid, I'm reading that thing three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, the trick I think is with those pages with the articles is like like five paragraphs max. Like you've got a couple of inches, like the first two, and then you might have them hooked in, and then you got to wrap it up. And if it's anything longer <laughs> than that, but it's harder with the you know with what you guys do when you guys do the history stuff, which I learned a shit ton about. Um, it, you know, and now I pass it off to people like I know shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
they're like, oh, what about that? I'm like, oh, actually, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, with, with all the how thorough you guys are, it's hard for you guys to condense that much information into like a little quick, you know, blurb, you know, and that you know is easy to digest because you guys are so detail oriented. So I think that like uh, no shame saying is like some sort of either documentary or like. Or maybe even like saving it on an actual web page for so it could be revisited, but then it's like, you know, I don't know. Whoever was supposed to be doing the web page is really fucking slacking on that one. (laughs) 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 As you were saying that though, I was like just thinking like, fuck, I should get that web page up. But it would be nice if we had like, I mean, kind of like clickbait, but you know, you do like a short three to five paragraph blurb on a piece of history. And then with a link that takes you to the website where you can like read, you know, the, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, I mean, don't beat yourself up too, too much. No shame. I mean, you're, you're the, the website guy. You're the fucking banner artist. You know, you, you do a lot around here, man. Oh, he's also, he's also the thesaurus. He's also the thesaurus. Thesaurus. And and like, in, in addition to all that, which isn't a lot, um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking swamped right now. I'm doing night classes four days a week, so I got like one weekday to spend with my old lady, and then like Saturdays are for the boys, and then yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, life got very busy for me. But a couple months here, I should be good to go. Yeah. What about uh, Mac? Are you uh, are you still riding? In o- Does this snow in Oklahoma? Does it snow here? It snows here, yeah. but I mean it's. Hasn't snowed since. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Can you guys ride your round by you? Uh, I do. Do? You? <laughs> of course he does. Come on. I don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, anybody can, but I do. Yeah. Is it uh, tragic? Is it hard riding you around by you? What's that? Is it hard riding you around by you? No. <laughs> it's fucking, man it's 70, i I'm 70 like, degrees year round like it's it's there's fucking fucking, perfect there's that three hours in june where it rains and then it, it's cold it. right now because it's like 60 degrees out let's you know so everybody, like, a piece like everybody collectively looked at me and shook their heads like fuck you dick yeah <laughs> down my can it's probably still 110 no it got fucking it was freezing here a couple weeks ago man was it really 72 yeah. something like that i yeah. I was uh I was on the phone with my little brother last night. He's he's uh he's still in San Diego. And he lived in Florida for a little while. I was like, Why didn't you fucking tell me that it gets this cold? He's like, Nobody fucking believes me, man. I tell him all the time that he gets down to fucking, you know, in the high twenties and nobody fucking believes me. I was like, Well, that would have been useful information, you fuck. And, and since like this is episode fifty, um can we do like a over under? Uh, Mac Mac could probably like sell squares on this or something, but like <laughs> by episode one hundred, Will can be prospecting or an official hang around for a club, and then like Mac can like offer to sell squares. Like I've got February, I've got fucking. <laughs> well, it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen while he's in Florida. No, no. Yeah, that's what I'm, people keep you know he keeps talking about in the group chat or whatever like when he gets to leave Florida. If he gets to leave Florida and all this stuff, I think it's him putting in extensions and just doesn't want to fucking tell it. Because... <laughs> you are so busted. Dude, I fucking hate this place, man, so much. <laughs> there's uh there's been there's been one club that I've hung out with multiple times that I that I really enjoy uh spending time with. Um it's it's 
and I, I could I could see myself uh, pursuing membership there, but bro, it's just fucking asinine down here with with my schedule and what all's going on. Like I'd be a horrible fucking prospect, so I don't I don't even want to waste their fucking time, you know. Well, That's like bold of you to think you'd be a good prospect somewhere else. <laughs> so here we are we got the fucking captain of the goddamn mayflower over here using fucking gas station on a fucking dos running computer over here running his fucking mouth uh, are you done i i kind of tuned you out there what are, are you, you did you tune me out or did you fucking fall asleep you know your lips are moving one o'clock your lips are moving, but, but what? <laughs> That's what happens when the hearing aid battery dies, Jim. It's going to be one of those kind of podcasts, I can tell. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, part one, that was uh, for like just the entertainment part of it, not the education or the fucking shit like that. Part one is going to be kind of hard to top. I mean, we had a solid like five minutes of fuck you ran on that one so when silent said that fucking dog club i fucking <laughs> lost my shit dude and then oh, he i was looked fucking a, crying laughing when i heard that he looked to punk rock to be his memory punk rock what's the name of that club out of the clear blue like oh i don't know <laughs> you know that's right tell me the name of that club scribe <laughs> one with the dogs oh man yeah, I don't that that might have been one of the best uh captioned some good sound bites from episodes before, but I don't know. I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> well he sit into like one of his like national meetings where he's like up there. I can just imagine the rants that that man goes on. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming at the next at the next one is gonna be like nobody's allowed to hang out with that fucking dog club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine uh, sitting there while Silent holds court and just fucking goes on a tangent. <laughs> oh, I, that, I mean, that's had to have gotten that's had to have gotten back to Milkman by now. Um, well, you know, he was commenting on your history piece, and yeah. I, you know, I saw that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I had to send you that screenshot of him fucking, you know, uh, uh, arguing against your 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 history. Uh, buff skills and fucking just the tirade that would happen. And I was watching this occur and I was like, this is the fucking best thing ever. I've got Dave sitting here going on a fucking history flex with this guy who's just re- regurgitating shit he's heard from, you know, the, the average source. Um, yeah. And then it disappeared. He, he deleted all of his comments and I think he realized, oh, yeah, I, I don't want to be involved in this anymore. <laughs> I. I want so bad to give that guy the benefit of the doubt because he's from he's from another country. They do things differently down there, and I know that he's trying to bring his culture up here. Which from another country? He's he's from Mexico. Allegedly, I don't know. Southern California. I don't think he's from Mexico at all. (laughs) Can you go one podcast without being fucking racist, Ken? No. But, um, you know, I will give the guy credit. He's a good writer. He's got, you know, I told you guys in the chat, you know, I was like, I wish that he would absorb some of the information that other sources like we talk about, you know, because someone like that is in a, an echo chamber 
and doesn't have other people to, to to feed off of and you know to to bounce ideas off of and learn from like we all kind of do from all each other um you know he just continues to to stick to his his one course and not kind of grow um and just kind of regurgitate and try to twist it into what he wants the world to be um, instead of what it is. And it's, he's really good at, if you're someone new and that's why I kind of gets one of the reasons I like, want to make sure that we stick with this page is that there's so many sources out there like that where people who can be very convincing can give someone new who's trying to do research and trying to look into it. And it can sway them because this guy's got a fucking silver tongue when it comes to writing. Um, you know, and send them down the wrong path, you know, of, of not really learning the right way. And, you know, it, I just think it's important that we, you know, we're kind of that, that bastion of like actual legitimate, like we don't have an agenda. We're not trying to do it to, to validate ourselves because none of us needs the page or the internet to validate our lives and what we do and what our clubs. Um, but a guy like that does, you know? And so I think that it's cool that we're that there for those guys to like kind of, push against that that misinformation age they're like the the flat earth of the motorcycle culture you know, they, <laughs> they, they make everything like seem so convincing but like if it if there's something like us which is like the science of the mc world it's really easy to discredit it if it doesn't fit your narrative you know that's that's like the difficult thing but like just even beyond that and just not even that he doesn't have people in a podcast or a page that are around him he doesn't have the history of being in an established club or being connected to an established club or like riding or, or riding on a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, he's got like real good experience grooming dogs and uh, you know, <laughs> what's the best raw food to feed my pit bull. But when it comes to like how were things done in the sixties and seventies and how did this club evolve? You don't have that when you start your own club based on your own ideals. And I'm not saying that new ideals and new ways of doing things are wrong, that we should constantly be evolving, but that needs to be backed with history and tradition. And it needs to be backed with why are things done this way? Why are they not done that way? Can we somehow merge it to make it something better without detracting from all the mistakes that all of our forefathers have made before us? Yeah. Well, that's a really good point. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And Oh, go ahead, Jim. Even if he is from Mexico, I guarantee you, you try to start a 1% club down in Mexico, there's several big league clubs that are going to want to talk to you. So that's no excuse being from a different country. Well, and two, I, one of the that's first things that ever came to like, <laughs> one of the first things that ever came to my attention that he put out or that I saw like, like somebody else share or whatever that was, that was like just horribly wrong or, or I guess not wrong, but, um, mm -hmm. You know, he put out that, you know, you should be able to do and start and be um, whatever you want. And he was saying, you know, it's not, you know, that is the righteous way to do it. And and if you believe that you are a biker or a one percenter and you want to wear this diamond, you should do that. And you should be able to coexist in areas where there's other diamonds. And if they push up on you, they're they're the bullies or they're the ones with the problem or they're this and they're that. And I think, you know, when he has a platform that he has and you're speaking to people that have never even hung around a motorcycle club, he, like you guys said, he's very good with words. 
and he can really sell you on that shit and he can make that convincing. Um, and like no shame said, that's just in this life, not how you go about establishing a new club. That's not how you go about establishing yourself in another area. There's just very, we're not saying that you can't expand a club, but like no shame said, it's different coming from an existing club versus selling somebody on the internet that's never been around saying, yeah, man, that looks cool. You can totally put that on. You can totally go in this area. And if anybody pushes back on it, they're the assholes. Um, and I think to certain people that aren't familiar with how we do things or, or why people, you know, want it done a certain way, uh, that sounds convinced. That sounds sweet as fuck. Like, oh, I can be, I can be whatever I want. That's great. I can be a fireman and just jump on, <laughs> just go down to the station and jump on the truck. Let's fucking do this. It was America, damn it. Yeah. And, and that, that, that literally has real life applications to get somebody hurt. And, and we can, people can say whatever they want about that, but that's the reality. And, and if you come here, if you come to this life, you have to accept this is how things are done. Yeah. You can't. And that's why it's the most dangerous is guys like that is because he uses kernels of truth and logic and then uses that to mask the, the fuckery that he's spreading. Like, Oh, this part sounds, it, it'll be true. And then it, takes a fucking kind of devious turn and you're like, wait a minute, that's not where this should end up. Like it's, you know, it, it's sprinkled in with, with shit that's fact and, and moral righteousness and then ends up in fucking fuckery land, like real quick. He's writing about a utopia and no, has there ever been anywhere that a utopia society, a utopian society has been successful? China. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, he just he just uses his page to just like we've said multiple times. It's just an echo chamber to validate his own existence, and you know he drops names like uh, you know like I think he had a, a, a retired or an, somebody who was no longer a member in another one percent motorcycle club uh, writing on his page for a while. He constantly name drops Silence Club name, and you know it's it's just a I think I think he's really just talking to a mirror trying to validate his own existence in his eyes because he knows that it's not legitimate well and you know we have what like 7500 people that follow the page and stuff like that i mean how many of those 7500 do you think are really patch holding members um in motorcycle clubs half less than half so you have a lot of people that are kind of soaking up information for deciding if that's something that they want in their life or if it's appropriate for them uh and i think validating your sources and knowing where it's coming from is is a great thing and what i love about like you know you guys like matt tragic jim no shame all that kind of stuff we all say like what we've learned in our experience you take some and if you're looking at other pages a lot of them are, well, I learned this when I was hanging out with so-and-so. I learned this when I was hanging out with – they're using another club to validate what they're saying rather than they're saying, my in my time doing this. So it's yeah. not personal experience. It's them saying, well, another club told me this, so that's how I know it's legitimate is because I got this from, from so-and-so, and they had no experience themselves. Well, you know, yeah. oh, sorry. You know what the hard got- part about that shit is is like – have you, you guys have obviously written an article before and, and you say something and somebody responds to it and they totally miss the point and they fucking put their own shit on it. Like how many times have I said, you could wear a diamond if you want to, but you're going to be treated like you know what the fuck you're doing. He says that same shit, but he kind of puts it in a different way. And how many times on my articles has somebody been like, yeah, I should be able to wear a diamond. It's like, that's not what the fuck I'm saying, you dumbass. <laughs> but he puts it in a context to where people 
that that are thinking that feel like emboldened by it. Yeah. You know, so you're speaking to all these people that, that have these different ways of looking at stuff, but you're saying it in a way that makes it valid. Yeah. Mac, you were going to say something? Oh, yeah. Just just like just like I said, you can't earn respect off of somebody else's coattails. You know, I can't just because I know some of the people I know, that's not going to gain me any more respect than what I do for myself. And I think people kind of lose sight of that because they like to name drop and say what clubs they know or like like they were saying, hey, I hung around such and such and they told me this, that and the other doesn't matter what they told you, but it's, I don't know, that's that's more and more the problem is people expect to be acknowledged for who they know and not what they've done. Oh, I like that. That's fucking good. Yeah, and, and like to be clear too with, with the guys on this page, you know, yeah, we have guys, you know, all from you know, a lot of very well-known clubs and respected clubs, um, but that's not really what gives it the, I, you know, I guess the... The credibility it's the experiences of the the collective whole i think of everybody you know guys that have gone through prospecting through different parts of the country guys who have you know ridden all around different spots it's the, it's the kind of collective knowledge we've built up through the experiences of that so just because you know uh you know i don't want to say that some some guy some other page opened up and that guy's from a smaller club that he's not just legitimate it's it's the writing and experience and the guys who have writing and experience will all kind of generally agree on a lot of the stuff that we talk about unlike these other pages that you know it's for an agenda yeah what about uh you know kind of along the same line but changing topics um the what you're doing ken with the uh with the motorcycle profiling uh project you know something that we've talked about as far as, you know, tragic mentioned agenda and stuff like that is we wanted to promote bikers rights, save the patch, stuff like that. And I think you're doing something um, really cool with that, that I think also stays in line for anybody that's, that's heard us before talk, you know, we don't want to make a profit with the page, but we would certainly love to be able to promote, I guess, good community stuff with it. And I think you're really kind of doing a great job with what you're looking to do on, on balancing that. If that, if that fucking uh, makes sense, uh, what do you got for us on that? Well, I appreciate that, man. And um, I wish I could take credit for it. Um, it was actually, I think, uh, I think it was tragic. Said, well, you know, why don't you, if you do sell these shirts, why don't you just donate the fucking, if you donate the profit to uh, an organization that's, that's <coughs> the cause of motorcycle clubs, uh, I don't, you know, nobody sees the issue with it. And everybody else kind of agreed. So we made it happen. Um, so. If you do go to uh, my my website, bastardsonsupply.com, uh, uh, and there's a little four for the road tab, uh, whatever you buy there, 100% of the profit goes uh, straight to the motorcycle profiling project. Because um, what Double D and Spike and Professor, what you know, every everybody that's working on that kind of stuff is doing an amazing job of uh, compiling articles and news stories and legal advice. Uh, for all of us to defend ourselves, to to defend the First Amendment right, you know, because um, we we are regardless of what club you're in, um, what kind of club it is, uh, you're you're going to be profiled, you're going to be stopped for an agenda, you're going to end up on a list somewhere. Uh, and I think right now California is the only list that has to notify you when you've been put on a gang list, and yeah. that's a that's a huge fucking problem. I still have um, 
you know. <laughs> but you know, they're you're they're, gonna they're doing. To, uh, you're gonna get a chance to do a podcast with Double D, right? Or, or a couple people from Four for the Road, Will? Uh, yeah, uh, we're we're doing that Thursday. Uh, I don't know when he's gonna have that posted, but it's gonna be posted uh, exclusively on the Motorcycle Profiling Project's webpage. Uh, and we'll we'll have links for all that stuff once it's posted. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have an opportunity to get some of the team together over there with uh, with Spike and Double D and you know talk shop. Yeah, can I just say though that my beard actually looks a lot better than the one that's printed on the shirt. So I I thought that too. <laughs> yeah, I I had this giant glorious fucking beard that I wanted to use, but it was too long for the printing area. So. Uh, you know, concessions had to be made. Concessions had to be made. A mangy ass motherfucker. There's All I know is the, at the at the next, um, you know, I'm not sure what you guys do, but at the next Mongol regional or national or whatever, I want to see those beards on like every prospect and hang around oh, in the entire. Man. I'll be surprised yep. if anybody buys that shirt. <laughs> I just had an idea for the next shirt. You do the same kind of deal, fucking Tragic's beard, but you cut it off. And then on the bottom, you just write to be continued. Then you sell a second shirt that has the rest <laughs> of the fucking beard on it. <laughs> oh, and then you make, see, and then you make the prospects buy them and you got, you got, you got them both standing next to each other. I like it. I like it. But you no, make I, one I, of them stand on the other one's shoulders and that's like a full <laughs> tragic, you know, eight foot nine fucking beard going down to the belly button. Fuck yeah, dude. If you shake them real hard, birds start flying out of them and shit. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, no, I like what you're doing. And then, like I said, you're being transparent. Uh, 100% of the profits are going to something that affects fucking all of us. You know, and if somebody were to give you kickback on that and say it's pretentious, uh, they can fuck off. Um, I think what you're doing is, is a great thing. Uh, and, you know... Well, you're, you know, you have a you have a side business that the Navy will kick you out for. And no, I'm kidding. But, you know, you're not promoting yourself necessarily. You're doing something for the betterment of the community. And how anybody can have a fucking issue with that is their own problem uh, and doesn't even matter. Uh, I'd like it. I dig it. I think people should get involved because, like I said, it affects everybody. And it's good shit. I'm looking forward to you guys being on that on that podcast with them. Hey, you keep saying you guys like you're not going to be on it with us. Like we're, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> no, if if anybody has a problem with those shirts, they can go listen to fucking Fuckface Throttle or whatever that other one is. Yeah, they can go pay for our virtual church. He'll get his fucking dating advice from a meth addict. Yeah. yeah, they can go to. They can pay for virtual church or uh, who was homeboy that had the GoFundMe so he go on a, on a fucking world traveling cruise or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> that little fucking two gums, dude. Yeah, that shit. Uh, no, I didn't have. Like you and Tragic, Professor, getting on there. I mean, people that have really been involved in saving the patch, uh, motorcycle profiling, and then obviously Double D and Spike. No, that'll be that'll be an awesome show. Yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Those guys are fucking awesome. I mean, you guys know that we've had them on the show. We've had a lot of interaction with them. You know, and outside of just being stand up guys, they're doing amazing things for the entire community. You know, like there's no, we want to save every patch except for this one. You know, it's 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 fucking blanket cross the board for everybody, and I I really respect the shit out of them for doing what they're doing. Will there be uh Will there be any shirts in in green? Uh, pr- uh probably not. <laughs> Nobody's gonna fucking get that. I hate all of you. <laughs> oh, we got it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's kind of like 
It's kind of like all the shit that you gave me initially when we first made the split over to four for the road. You know, I mean, you got to come up with new material every now and then, man. Mac knows. Mac wants to say something about you prospecting. And he's just like, yeah. you know what? I'm, well, yeah, because because what I got, we got the fat jokes. That's cool. Uh, we got the hairline jokes. We got, you know, the, those those were retired. We got the we got the color jokes, you know, that, well, that you, well, let's you be honest. Be, everybody on this right now is fat. So <laughs> <laughs> you can tell them that. You can tell who's got the hairlines too because we all wear a hat. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't yeah. know what you're talking on, on, a, on a podcast that doesn't show our faces, we all wear hats. It's because we're still self conscious. <laughs> don't, Come on, the one Mac, me, here, don't wear hats. me and Mac hanging together, man. Right on. <laughs> I think you could do your hair like Mac. <laughs> think so? I think Mac nope. would kick my ass. <laughs> I think that should be your goal for for the Oklahoma meetup. Should be to have oh, hair like Mac. <laughs> no, like, when you get to Oklahoma, have Mac set you up with his barber. I saw Mackie posted. Didn't you post a picture the other day of you getting your hair done? No. No. <laughs> no. We don't do that here. No. Dude, I, I'm excited to have uh, I'm excited to have Mac hook me up with a few things. Uh, a barber is not one of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> that moonshine is though. Yeah, yeah. We we can call it whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, like I said, we also should meet in Vegas. That's a that's I another agree. alternate. I think well, we should. When when Jim and I posted about the the route, I think like one of the two ways that we could go, one came right through through Vegas. So yeah, yeah. How long are you guys taking off for this uh, for this trip? Because I think you're gonna have to extend it a little bit. <laughs> I like, have to go ahead back. and just retire. Yeah. yeah, I knew she was gonna say it. I have to be back. Uh, good hey, luck. I've been open about this the entire time, motherfucker. I have to be back on the 16th of September. You, you, <laughs> not, and we all think that that's a very honorable and respectful thing that you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers. That's why we're promoting that's why we're promoting your business so hard is for when the military kicks you out, you have that fallback. <laughs> you're gonna be okay. Because okay. once you get out west with us, you ain't coming back. Yeah, that's not it's true. Not that's like, not we true. Don't necessarily buy shirts for the the profiling. We need you to buy them because we're gonna get Ken kicked out of the military, so he needs something. All right, buy them for his family. He's got kids. <laughs> buy them for his children. <laughs> what a children. Think of the children. <laughs> oh, uh, you're leaving as Ken and going home as Kenneth. <laughs> Damn. Damn. You're gonna, you're gonna have to change my name and everything too, huh? Motherfucker. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, I got a quick question for you guys. Oh, there we go. Favorite episode that we've recorded? Oh, shit. Ooh. Well, I know I like the first one because uh, we went through the Mount, the MC Mount Rushmore. I think, like, I think it'd be fun to update that uh, as a future episode. Um, then I also liked uh, when we did the history of kind of where the 1% label comes from. Because uh, I think there's a lot of misinformation on that. We're not necessarily talking about about diamond clubs and this kind of stuff. We're saying just strictly speaking on um, the label and the first kind of where it came from, how it was established, the first team to wear it and stuff like that. And then, you know, you obviously have a lot of great information on the scoffing that you've done. So that was really probably two of my favorites. 
I'm gonna have to go with the gangbang one. Well, that, was, that was the uh, that was the for sure episode. That was that was where we got the the commercial from with Dave's gangbang. Yeah, yeah. I, just when we that's when we started kind of like really opening up more a little bit about ourselves, particularly uh, particularly and our opening up more about himself. <laughs> yeah, putting the fourth and four for the road a lot. <laughs> Was there a was the generational gap episode the the butt fucked in Boston one? Oh fuck! What one was that? I think it was. I think that was the the generation gap episode. I think the, I thought that the content of that was good, but then also the musical choice was on point. <laughs> uh, and then when you go back to the uh, the prospecting one that you guys did with Chop, I thought that was a pretty oh, good. Oh yeah, one too. yeah. I really uh, the four wheelers and logging trails is probably my favorite. Just because, I mean, Dave and I got to fucking ride around for a little bit that day. Got to, got to see and do some stuff before we recorded and watch that chick just flood the shit out of her ATV in front of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one that uh, where we had Don MD on. That that guy's fucking royalty. You know, he's MC history royalty, and that was just. I was like a just some. Super fan, just going, oh my god, oh my god, it's Don MD. So that, that was like, pretty cool for me. Speaking of that one too, like like Drifter just said, we've had MC stuff on here. Obviously, um, we've been able to interview some guys that are in clubs too. But then we've also switched over and we've had Tulane Life. Um, we've had you know Don MD and and who's kind of racing royalty and stuff like that. Besides just the club stuff, we've had Jace from from Fast Life, which I'm a huge fanboy. That was a great one for me. So being able to Murder Town, yeah, there you go. Uh, and kind of the connections that we made through that and being able to promote not only what we're doing, but, you know, promoting stuff that Jace does, Murder Town does, Tulane Life. Um, all that stuff has been been great, too. Yeah. Hey, when we do our uh, our panel, like, uh, like Mac was talking about when we all get together and do, like, an evening with Kevin Smith type deal, uh, we should have a fucking taco tuesday competition like a wet t-shirt contest <laughs> oh but, man but taco tuesday yeah can, i like the way get, you think can we get like four for the road wing patches oh. <laughs> also also I'm only, those I'm patches only would sell out on sucker free because that's the wing capital of the world also i'm only i'm only interested in this if jim and mac have matching hair <laughs> either one way or the other either matt goes with like the little flock of seagulls feathered hair or jim gets mac, the corner the 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 dreads see, look mac already has it look he's doing it now we're good <laughs> you happy right by the beach boy <laughs> i don't think i could mac? let look mac what was your favorite episode uh the one with trash oh yeah yeah trash yeah yeah, that was a that was a good one. I like that one. Now, not to say the other ones weren't. That just sometimes I like hearing somebody else from a different ways. Just the things he was talking about, the content, just hearing it from someone else, echoing some of the stuff that I think people think is different, but it's not. You know, you, like you said, there's a base for the stuff we talk about, the things we write about, and I think people get too caught up in it being a different patch or a different person that their way is different. It's not always different. The base, the base is there. It's the same for everybody. Yeah. And I just think he touched on a lot of good things. 
Yeah. You know, and thinking about it, I kind of, and by kind of, I mean, I really want to do, kind of redo the episode we did with Tank, because he had so much awesome shit to say, but somewhere in the recording aspect of it, the audio got kind of fucked, and I think it, it hindered the episode a little bit. Yeah, because that was a good one. That was that was that was an amazing. He he had so much awesome shit to say. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, a lot of it had to get cut out because of the the audio being fucked. But and, but and we, we whose fault is that? Yeah, I guess I guess if you were to listen to tragedy, <laughs> we wouldn't be in that position. <laughs> Weird. What was that? We were supposed to switch to a year and a half ago. Fuck off. <laughs> Look, I don't want anything bad to happen to you, but like, I want your hat to consistently fall off your fucking head today. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, should we close it up? Wrap it up? Yeah, fucking please. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> well, the, uh, the outro. I got a football game to go watch. I know, I know. Badman kneeleth for the flaggeth. Now I'm going to go watch some fucking football. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three butts. No, man. Um. So, hey, thanks for taking time out of your days uh, for us guys. And, Everybody at home, we thank you for your love and support. This is uh, this is kind of a big deal for us, and uh, we're looking to do fifty more, at least, you know. But don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Dave's OnlyFans, and uh, we'll catch you next week with some possibly cool shit. We don't know. I might be on it, so it might suck. So thanks a lot, guys.